Hello and welcome back to Baywatch Watch. I'm Charlie. And I'm Zach. And we're back uh, with another great episode yeah. of Baywatch and Baywatch Watch. Uh, we've got a great guest today. He's an actor, musician, and comedian. Uh, we've got Aaron El Jefe Abeda with us. Hello. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Hello, Aaron. Thank you for being on the podcast. Yeah, well, thanks, thanks so much for being here. Yeah, yeah, we're excited to have you. Uh, so we always ask our guests before we get started, uh, did you watch uh, Baywatch when it was on, or did you just have an awareness of it? A lot of people that have come on the show just tend to have an osmosis awareness of it in the cultural lexicon. But I think I watched it particularly for Pamela Anderson and Donna D'Arco. Okay, yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> So this must have been a little disappointing yes. for you. It was. It <laughs> yes. was. Sorry. It's been so long, and then I saw that it said 1992, and that's right around <laughs> the time I was touring. So I wasn't, you know, I started touring with No Effects in '91. So I was like steadily busy, but I thought, oh, '92, because I was expecting to see Pam and, and Donna, and I'm like, what? Where are they? <laughs> yeah. What happened? <laughs> yeah, they don't come in until it's season like three. They were oh. they were not always there, uh, which I always thought before I started watching the show for this. I right. always thought that they were just part of the show, but there's two whole seasons in which uh, they don't exist. <laughs> wow. I had yeah. no idea. And I guess so what season was it three we were watching episode twenty? This was season two, episode twenty. Season two. Yeah. yeah. So they're not in season two at all? No. We have not no. met them. We have not <laughs> seen them. They're not even in it. Yeah. <laughs> Were they in season one? Yeah. No. No. They, no? <laughs> no. Season one is even more different from this season that we watched, I would say. Um, this is so it's, different. It's like Baywatch is still I figuring was, it out. It was so yeah. different than what I was expecting. Yeah, I mean, I because what I remember of the show was when Donna and, and Pam were in there, and it was a totally different style of show. <laughs> right. Yeah, but, but they're I starting think it to gets, figure it out. Like, you, yeah, it's getting more yeah, and more like sensationalized. Yeah, there's like three montages in here, and that's definitely something they leaned into as the show went on. They're like, we'll do another montage of people running around on the beach. This, this one episode waited, sure. wasted so much time. I gotta say, they were <laughs> there was like that whole sequence in which Mitch reads almost that entire bedtime story to Hopi. Oh yeah, <laughs> that, right. I was like, that oh was... man, they are dragging for time. <laughs> The Hasselhoff scene, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my, my yeah. God. And three I, montages. I, I, yeah, the, I mean, we normally have two, but the last couple episodes have had three, so it shows they're even, yeah, these scripts are getting thinner and thinner. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> um, well, cool. I guess we could just uh, start our episode recap, if you guys are ready. Sure. Uh, this is yeah. season two, episode 20, The Big Spill. So we open on Hobie and a girl riding bikes in the canal. We find out her name is uh, Brenda. One of the things I noticed is that each of them, especially Hobie, is chewing gum so hard as they're riding those bikes. Did anyone notice that as they were driving, like open mouth, <laughs> smacking gum I as hard it. as they possibly could? Full on. Uh... Yeah, yeah, full on, just <laughs> chomping down on that gum, which I thought was an interesting choice. Uh, I also thought it was funny when Hobie was like, um, what, what was her name? Oh, Brenda. Brenda, wait up, wait up. 
And she was not going that fast. She was going at like a normal pace. So I didn't understand what was his problem was. He was like, please slow down. Yeah. He but she kept was just going like, slow down, slow down. And she's and like, I'm not even going that fast. What are you talking about? Yeah. And then she exactly. eats shit so hard. Oh, that was funny. That, was that a stunt double or did she do her yeah. own stunt? Because it must have been. That was gnarly. It was like something me and my good. friends would do when we were their age. Yeah. You know, Fucking head first into the water. Yeah. <laughs> Straight over the handlebars and into the water. There's also this guy who's taking soil samples at the water. Is that is that Lane Brody? That's the guy. Okay. I, I never so. I didn't go back and look. I didn't go back I and it, check, but I thought it was odd because he never mentions like, hey, I saw your son like save this girl That's from the point. water and like sh this girl face planted hard into the water. He never mentions yeah. that he was there. I didn't realize that was him either. I thought it was just some extra pretending yeah. to take water <laughs> Yeah, they thought it would come it back been, at I some guess. point. But yeah, he Until doesn't say anything. Just now when you're saying this, I'm now like, oh yeah, that was because <laughs> even later in the like episode, he becomes aware of the contamination in uh Playa del Sol because of Hobie and the girl getting sick. And then he's like, right. Oh my god, there's contaminants. Right. Like, I have to check it out. Rash. So if he was taking water samples. Yeah. But we also yeah, know that this guy way. is yeah, he's not a biologist or an he's an eco-terrorist, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> that whole scene is great. Yeah, with green force. Uh, not green peas. <laughs> are they the enemies of Greenpeace? Because Green They must is, be. It they, sounds they, like it's, it's the opposite. Green. Yeah. But Green this is essentially like, no, when I, I wrote it down enemies. as soon as they started talking about the fact that this guy has, you know, like sank a ship or whatever it is that he did. And I was like, <laughs> oh, this sounds like the Greenpeace stuff from the early 90s that they were always getting yeah. in trouble for. That it. was and the time like, I was going to say, like the early 90s is when it was going big. Yeah. Was, yeah. The middle of the 90s, warp Tour time, you know, mid to late 90s was a big deal. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, so then, yeah, but after this girl eats shit, Hobie jumps in and pulls her to safety, and then Hobie checks her feet and hands, and he's, like, running his hands up and down her, and I think he's supposed to be supposedly yeah. checking for breaks, but I'm like, this kid's 10. What is he getting? Like, like, yeah, he's broken like... Broken bones? Yeah. How does a 10-year-old even right, know? How would he even know? Let's just check for broken bones here. Yeah. I'm 10. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> And she's like, you better not try to kiss me. Yeah, the mouth-to-mouth -mouth thing. Yeah. I thought it was coming. I was like, no, not a little kid. Not a little I was like, kid. They right. wouldn't do that. No. <laughs> I Thankfully, they didn't. But he did seem bummed. He was like, dang. She yeah. does yeah. CPR. He had that look on his face like, mm. Yeah, he did seem a little He also was like, I want to make sure you didn't break your neck. Which, uh, sure, but part of me was like, she just fell in the water. I don't think anyone's going to break their neck from that necessarily, yeah. right? Am, right. I, am I wrong? And, and like, you would, know. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> she's like, I can't feel anything or she's dead. That too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then we cut to Thorpe, Ben and some other lifeguards listening to a story from this guy we've never seen before. I kind of wanted to hear the end of this story. I did. Okay. This story has a wild setup. All we get is he's like, so there I am in a sleeping bag with her and a dog. And it's like, whoa, where's this pouring rain? Going? Yeah, it's me, it's, it's her, and the dog in the sleeping bag. And it's pouring rain. And then Mitch comes up and so we don't get the rest of it. I, it's odd because he said he's telling it as it's his as if it's his wildest sex story he's ever had. He's just like, guys, you should have been there. This was amazing. But he says there's a dog in the sleeping bag. So yeah. I'm like, what is what is this story? 
Yeah, which takes any sexiness away from it. And also, everyone's already losing their shit at the story. Just the setup has them <laughs> laughing like it's yeah. the funniest thing. They Just the setup, they're like, oh, I cannot wait to see where this goes. Yeah. I mean, it sounded like it was something perverted. And it then did. He barges in and cuts I it think off. so. Maybe yeah. it was like too right. dirty for television. <laughs> Possibly, yeah. <laughs> And uh, so then Mitch approaches and calls him an international celebrity. Again, this guy's name is Lane Brody. And uh, Shawnee approaches and hugs him, saying that he risked his life to save baby harp seals. And so that's when I'm like, okay, he's like an eco-terrorist, Greenpeace activist. And he sunk a ship, and Ben is like really <laughs> anti this. Ben is like, this is... I, I did... <laughs> Yeah, that, that was funny aspect of him, like that his character was just like I don't like this guy I don't want him back yeah and he just did not like him he doesn't yeah. and then he then he has like a an abrupt change of heart later in the episode like later but he's like yeah, yeah but for most of it he's like really upset about this and I, I, I did it was so funny that he's like oh wow yeah he sunk a ship uh to stop them from killing these baby seals we don't know the rest of the story he might have killed these people right yeah Quite people could have died he's yeah <laughs> I think that's what he went to jail for. I, I, I thought he was going to end up being a bad guy. Yes. Oh, that guy's evil. Sure. He's a bad guy. He's doing yeah. bad things. <laughs> no. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, not, they, yeah. And, and I mean, maybe he didn't kill people because we find out that he maybe, only spent but... 60 days in Alaskan jail, which he called the maximum security igloo. So okay, yeah, it's like okay, dude. Also, he might have broke out. We don't know. There's yeah, no, well, we don't later know in the episode, one of the term. things that I had a real issue with was the fact that he is being blamed for blowing up this uh, plastic company, and right. there is no guards outside his hospital room. He has not handcuffed <laughs> to the bed. People are just in and out. Nobody like the police are not involved. Yeah. They're just. <laughs> oh, did you notice that when he's laying in the hospital bed and the other guy has the pillow over his mouth? You know, Hasselhoff yeah. comes yeah, yeah. to the rescue just in time. Like, there's a whole fight scene. Yeah. At the end, I thought this was so weird. At the end, so Hoss, David Hasselhoff knocks him out. Right. He goes on the bed. He's knocked out. He's like, oh, are you okay, man? Yeah, yeah. And then the nurse comes out. I'm like, all right, cool. Like, everything's just normal. All right, let's 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 all walk yeah. away now. They yeah. Walk away and they leave the guy. They there. left the guy in the bed. In the bed. Yes. <laughs> He's going to come to any with that too. minute. <laughs> that he's he's left dead. the assassin <laughs> who was just trying to smother. And yeah, He's, he's going he's to come to and go, oh, man, what the hell? Oh, good. They're gone. Now I can finish the job. <laughs> this cartoonish assassin yeah. who's dressed like a priest. And the way that Mitch knows that Hilarious. this is bad news is he's like, a priest? He's I, not Catholic. Catholic? <laughs> what do I, I love that scene. That was hilarious. Okay. Oh, and you come and you see this priest just look up like, ah! <laughs> Uh, so once we after this we cut to our first montage which uh is is maybe the most pointless montage that we've ever seen because it doesn't feature a single character it is just a montage of the beach (laughs) you you know what it really looked like it has something to do with outtakes from the yes the parasailing the the paragliding was in it too from the the trophy episode yes yeah just look like they had extra footage because normally like a montage in these episodes has something to do with the plot it's not as functional as like a karate kid montage where it shows like training or anything like that but it's like if a character's dealing with something if something's going on the montage helps give it a little bit this is just straight up the beach and 
<laughs> I'm always like horrified. And like, I guess as time goes on, like we're a year into this COVID thing now. And so I haven't been to like a regular beach day like that. But like imagining how crowded that beach was. It did I not s- look like there was an inch in between. Right. <laughs> That's what I was thinking the whole time I was watching the episode was how close everybody was together. Oh, so close. Yeah. Every, I was just like, whoa. And I, I mean, I got scared in my own mind. Like, oh, whoa, guys. And I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. This is a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even yeah. just, even if, you know, I wasn't worried about a pandemic or anything like that, it would still be like you had no room to do anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's just so oh, Everybody's crowded. in your space. You can't yeah. have a private conversation. Absolutely. The next to you is hearing you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, I would I would hate a beach day like that. Oh, even awful. Yeah. So then uh, we ask, we end the uh, montage and we cut to Brody asking Mitch if he thinks that Green Force are terrorists. And Mitch says he hasn't decided yet, um, but it's all about prevention. Mitch says he's, I've never been arrested for making a save because Brody tries to say, we're the same. We both are trying to save people. He's like, well, I've never been arrested for making a save. And... Uh, then he he says he wrote letters and lobbied Congress for six months and it didn't do anything. And I'm like, six months is not a long time, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> you like barely yeah. tried. If you're a full on activist, he's like, I tried for half a year, uh, <laughs> six months. <laughs> and then I decided I just so got to sink this shit myself. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, Brody wants Mitch's help with uh, taking down Transicon Industries, which is a plastics manufacturer. They've been doing it's illegal- a fake name, I like yep, it. It's good, Transicon is good. Uh, doing illegal dumping and there's a whistleblower who needs them to steal the files and documents. He wants Mitch to help him be backup when he meets the whistleblower, whistleblower and Mitch draws the line at breaking the law, which I thought was like kind of like a nerd thing for Mitch to say here. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay. I have several issues here. So one is that he's like, Mitch, I'm not asking you to get directly involved. And then he asks him to get directly involved right after that. Definitely, that is yeah. like directly involved for sure. Two, I can't believe this guy fell for the story. He's like, hey, there's a whistleblower that's like, hey, there's one file folder that has all the proof you need. I need you to break in and steal it. Why doesn't the whistleblower steal it? It's like already telling you there's something wrong with this right. story, this, the whole setup. And that's not how whistleblower stuff works. Like the whistleblower, no. whistleblowers blow the whistle to the government they don't blow it to right a green, a, why, an, why wouldn't that guy yeah, just an organization like copies green of the Force documents himself make copies and yeah that, and, and that big ass club that he happened to have in his suit coat or whatever yes <laughs> yeah. over the head. Like, it was like a magic act was like reaching into a hat and, like, and it's this big old fat thing like yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh god so then uh, we, we cut to Hobie, and he's uh, grabbing a jukebox, and he, he, looks, he looks a little worse for the wear. At first, I thought he was depressed because he didn't yeah. get a kiss earlier. <laughs> I <thought he> t- <laughs> That's what it was, too. Yeah, but he gets a juice box out of that. And uh, I did think it was weird that the jukebox was already open and had a straw in it, and it was not that big of a jukebox. Like, maybe he had started it earlier, but you could finish mm-hmm. that jukebox, and, you know, that juice box in one setting. That's not, not that big of a juice box. But that's me. Yeah. <laughs> That's no, I mean, it's a weird thing to say. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. Uh, he opens a kitchen drawer and finds a mirror and checks his tongue. <laughs> as Mitch enters, he puts it away as quick like he's done something wrong. And I don't know why he's worried about it. Yeah, that was weird. 
telling his dad that he doesn't feel good. I think he was feeling sick. And yeah. He's, he's right. feeling weird. Like, he's like, what the hell's out there? And what is a mirror doing right there in that drawer anyway? <laughs> yeah. Why is there a mirror under there? There just happens to be a mirror right there in the drawer in the kitchen for some reason. So I thought and, that was odd, but. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He he's puts like, it away as though he's done something shameful, like he's <laughs> he's doing something that his dad would be embarrassed to see him do. And uh, so then we find out that they're all going to the to the Grand Prix tonight, which I thought was going to be uh, an auto race and not a go kart. That's what I thought place. too. A name like that, I was like, "Whoa, they're going to like a, a Grand Prix, like the F1 Malibu racing, Grand Prix." Which, it's like I don't know where that would happen I, in Malibu. But. Yeah, I immediately had issues with though. I was like, "Wait a second, Lane is like, he's how could he possibly be like pro F one like with all the emissions that would go out into that seems like against oh, yeah. his whole character." Absolutely. But then we find out it's just like mini go-karts. So I was like, yes. oh, but that didn't, yeah, it's confusing. Yeah. And uh, so then uh, Brody says he's coming with them. And then Captain Thorpe called 10 minutes ago. So Mitch goes to take that call. And Shawnee enters. We have this weird moment that never comes back in the rest of the episode where uh, Shawnee asks, or Brody asks how living with Eddie is going. Eddie's at the lifeguard games again, which he was just at like three episodes ago. So I don't know. He must go to these things like every week. <laughs> and so yeah. Eddie's not in this also, episode. The, it's not East Coast thing. I, I don't know. Lifeguard yeah, games. he's I, on I the like East Coast. on the West Coast. No, it's, yeah, absolutely. And yeah. so he's back there for the lifeguard games again. But then she asks, he asks what living with Eddie is like. And she says, it's great. And Brody says, bummer. Like he's yeah. bummed, but then it never he's comes back. A, yeah. He's making a hard push. Episode. He's making a hard push, but that never pays off. I wonder if that was cut or because we haven't met this character before, right? Yeah, this is brand new to yeah, us. Yeah, brand new know, character. Uh, this, yeah, we don't know this guy. Our name is coming in on another episode later. Yeah, maybe, up. maybe that'll. But I maybe, think Shawnee's out in a couple. Watch, of, probably not. Yeah, I think Shawnee leads the show <laughs> in a couple episodes because once Pam comes in. I think this this season two cast kind of fades. Yeah, so, there might yeah. be a little crossover, but I'm not sure. Maybe it was but planned yeah. and they never they never did it. That cast fade off later episodes, later seasons. Yeah, pretty soon actually. I think I think uh, both Shawnee and Eddie, and then Ben, who was the older man, he's gone after this season. Oh, that's um, weird. Yeah, their, their manager asked for too much money for the next season or something. Like, Possibly. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Or they decided, like, we got to sex I think this they did show make good up. Money. Yeah. Oh, right. Because yeah. they did. They did sex the whole show yeah. up. Yeah, that, they really did. That's yeah. how I remember it. So when yeah. I looked at this episode, I was like, oh, what? It's pretty wholesome, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So then Hobie asked Shawnee to go to the Grand Prix. She says, sure. Then Mitch enters and says, I got to go to a special meeting at county headquarters tonight. And Hobie's really disappointed. And then. Uh, but Brody says he'll take Hobie. So they decide to go. And then we have our second montage of the episode, which is the go-karting so montage. Yeah, right away. And it's a song about driving <laughs> and how wonderful driving it's is. A weir- <laughs> yeah, with some weird lyrics, though, because the chorus was, I glimpsed heaven when I hit the wall. Yes. <laughs> Just like, whoa. <laughs> which is like, and which, which does make sense because we have a crash. That occurs. We do, we do. Yes, but it's like pro right crash, the tires, basically. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah, right into the yeah. tires, the pile of tires. Um, but we could tell as it's going. Like normally, these um, these montages don't have a lot of sound, but this one had a lot of like Hobie being like, 
and being like, whoa, <laughs> what's going on? And then all of a sudden, in Shawnee's face, like, there's one part where she looks like, ooh, like, she's concerned <laughs> before he even crashes. Right. Like, something's going on. And then Hobie, yeah, goes directly into the uh, tires. And then Brody and Shawnee uh, check on him, and he's not looking good. No. So then we cut to him in bed, and he's got a 104-degree temperature. And then Mitch is like, I'm going to go get some ice for his bath. Will you take his clothes off? And I thought, Mitch, yeah. you take your son's clothes off. <laughs> if anyone, don't you him send him to get the ice. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I thought I that was, was gonna uh, you take my son's clothes off, I'll go get the ice. Yeah. <laughs> right. Also, uh, uh, one hundred and four temperature. Is that should he go to the hospital? Or that's the pretty ER bad. Or whatever? That's pretty high. Yeah. It's pretty bad. Yeah, right? hundred and four, yeah. that's scary. Like yeah. calling an ambulance. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh but Mitch It's like COVID scary. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. Yeah. And yeah. uh Mitch heads downstairs, the phone rings again. And we find out that Brenda is sick too. Um, yet we never see Brenda again. So supposedly she she, weird, right? she got better. But she didn't make it. Yeah, she died. She got so- toxic shock and she's <laughs> done. She got the most of it when she went head first. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so true. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She went face first into that water. <laughs> <laughs> her mouth and nose. And- uh, yes, mouth was open from chewing that gum. The gum, just like you said. Okay, and just tons of water. Yeah, I gotta trust ah. these Baywatch writers. Everything happens for a reason. I knew the gum was yes. important. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, so then uh, he's got a Hobie's got a skin irritation on his leg and neck, uh, because he, and he says that he saved Brenda from the lagoon, and they have to get to an emergency room because they've been exposed to a highly toxic substance and they have chemical poisoning. I mean, how does this guy know this, right? I know. <laughs> he's not he's, like a doctor. He's not. Just like, oh, you got a rash? Yeah, chemical poisoning. Yeah. I mean, There's go no to way. the doctor anyway because it's, you know, your skin shouldn't be doing that. But yeah, he's, he right. is really zeroed in on this. But did he know because he was taking samples earlier? Must be. <laughs> Maybe. He, did he know that in fact was him? Yeah. So I will never like, get over the fact that he seemed to not see this crash happen. But was that, that was the scene in the beginning. Where like, yeah. Man, that guy doing right. the background. Yeah. That was him. So when he saw the rash, he said, yep. I know what yeah. this is. Yeah. <laughs> but he did nothing to help these two kids nothing. that were in trouble. Yeah. yeah. Hobie had to do Kept it himself. Samples. Yeah. So then we cut to Mitch and Shawnee in the hospital. These, and... By the way, these were the biggest binoculars I've ever seen when, uh, Oh, wait, does it go, I'm sorry, and then the hospital first, or? We go to this hospital is when, first, uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. I missed yeah. that part. Uh, so we have confirmed chemical poisoning, but not enough absorbed to get the compound, so they weren't able to find out what it was. So Shawnee says that Lane is at the lab with samples having them analyzed, so that must have been what he got from the beginning. She tells Mitch to go home and get some sleep, and then Mitch says that he's been waking up in the middle of his night, of the night saying, Mommy. Mitch says he's never felt so helpless in his entire life. And then uh, Brody pulls up while Mitch is handing out tower assignments. And uh, is this what you were talking about with binoculars? No, actually, you know what? It was that scene. They're not at the hospital. They're like just at HQ or whatever. Oh, you're right. uh, Yeah. It starts with Shawnee looking through like the biggest binoculars I've ever seen. They're like two feet long. You're right. Hobie's staying at the hospital. I see like eight miles down. Those are the early 90s binoculars, right? Yes. Today they're, yeah. they're so tiny and digital and 
running off batteries. Yeah, exactly. Forever. Yeah, there's a lot of really yeah. outdated technology in this episode. I kind of was like really focused on the switchboard oh. in this because like, oh right. Yeah, because yeah, I'm like, they yeah, had at the time those phones where you just have line one, line two, line three, yeah. and you just push a button, but in this, you had to switch between them. Uh, dude, how about that microwave with yes. the dial? For the the dial microwave. Oh, yes. I'm going to dial it over to two minutes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had, those, we had one of those when I was a kid, for sure. I remember those. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, Brody says that uh, once the toxic agent is in Hobie's system, it can affect a number of things. So the doctor wants uh, Mitch to shut down the beach. Uh, but Brody says it's just the lagoon. You don't have to worry about the, the beach. <laughs> also not his call. Not his like, call. What? <laughs> He's like, no, no, no. The, the beach not is fine, the which we know living in California that, that not much of our water is very good. <laughs> yeah. Most of our... Most of our beaches aren't doing so hot, uh, and they weren't doing so hot back then either, uh, which was like another thing that we had. I, this is later in the episode, I think towards the end, but when Hobie asked like Mitch, like, did you have to worry about the environment when you were younger? And Mitch is like, nope, not at all. It was amazing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which like, this is where so much of like the contamination of our, of our ecosystem started was in the 60s and 70s. And right. <laughs> Mitch is like, um, we didn't worry about it at all. It was wonderful. Uh, right before this lane, uh, Brody was like, uh, he was saying that uh, Hobie's not out of the woods yet. And he's like, right. look, this toxic stuff can affect his uh, nervous system, his hearing, his heart. Like, he's basically implying your son might die. Yeah. Like, I don't know how he knows all this either, but he somehow does. Well, it's like, yeah, it's like a very like rainy day report, right? Because like the doctor's like, yeah, it seems like he's doing okay. And then Lane's like, no, I think he's probably... Don't get comfortable, yeah. Mitch. He's, he might still die. I'm just going to tell you. Yeah, he's going to be released from the hospital that night. And, yeah, but Lane's like, yeah, he might die still, Mitch, but sure, bring him on back home. That's fine. So we've got a storm drain that's carrying pollutants out into the bay, and the EPA is going to come out and test. But Lane says, "Don't trust the bureaucrats," <laughs> and then says to tell Hobie hi. And then we cut to Lane. Where that was a fun. I don't know why I found that so funny. He left dramatically. He's like, "Don't trust the EPA," and then he starts walking off, and then he just oh yeah, suddenly turns back to Mitch. He's like, "Tell Hobie I said hi." Do you think he started to regret saying that Hobie might die? And he's like, <laughs> he's like trying to save it. He's like, he's like, he's like, hey, should I have told him that his son was maybe going to die? Right. Uh, I don't really know how to voice that. So I'll just turn around and be like, tell Hobie hi. He'll be fine when you get there. Uh, and then we have the introduction of Jeff, the, the whistleblower, question mark. Uh, yeah. And yeah, so Lane... Gets picked up by this guy. Uh, Lane is uh, all dressed up in a suit. And uh, he gives him an ID. I thought this guy, first of all, was a terrible actor. I thought Jeff was, was really bad. No, <laughs> didn't emote at all. Uh, it was, right. yeah, not very good. Right, he wasn't believable as a whistleblower. Not at all. He no, he like didn't he seem nervous. He didn't seem like, yeah, he yeah. seemed just like, you would think that a, a whistleblower would be just a ball of anxiety. Like, so sure that everyone was going right. to catch him. Yeah, he was pretty relaxed. Super. He was very mellow. And yeah. yeah. Like it, nothing was a big deal to him. Yeah, you not know, at all. Yet the content of what he's dealing with is a big deal. A yeah. Huge, a huge ordeal. Yeah. He, he was like, eh, like, just taking it to like a grain of salt. Like, yeah, you know, it's really bad. Yeah, these things are happening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so weird that he's like, 
So he already works at this company and he has the ID. So he could just walk into that yeah. room, take that file, walk uh, it out the door. Yes. And instead he's like, That's what I'm saying. I'm going to make you a computer technician and you're going to have all this gear and then you're <laughs> going to go in and then you're going to use the passcode to go. <laughs> and it makes zero sense. Yeah. And I mean, I, I put fall down lane for falling for this stupid idea. It's like, come on, man. Right yeah. away I'd be like, okay, why don't you just grab the file then? Yeah. That makes more sense. That's easier. Yeah. And but, cut out the middleman. No, middle he's going to make him a fake computer right. question. Yeah, he's like, you give it to me, and then I give it to someone. It's like, no, whoever you are, like, go to the news, go to whatever. Like, yeah. especially since this right. company is like, has this one very small file that apparently says in it, I love it. Put it all in the bag or whatever. Like, it's usually like a really complicated file. web. It's not just like one file in the thing, which is like, this is everything you need. <laughs> Open and shut case. Right. Oh, it's all in the, the bad stuff we're doing file. It's just yeah. one file. Everything yeah, check the bad clear. stuff file. I mean, yeah. So then we're back at Mitch's house, and Mitch is giving uh, med Hobie medicine like he's a five-year-old, doing the like, hey, open it up, here comes the, <laughs> here comes the airplane. <laughs> and uh, doctor said he'd be sick a couple of days, but he'll get faster if he gets some rest. And then Hobie wants a story. And so... Uh, Mitch picks Ghost in the Closet, which is a, definitely Classic a book. Tale. Yeah, a book for small <laughs> children. Um, and Hope, Hobie is like, Hobie is 10. He's got to be 11 now, probably, because it's it been was, something it was like really that, right? odd that throughout the whole episode, they're playing Hobie down. Like yeah. He's you know, the, the, the way he was treating him, like you say, with the book and then yeah. with the medicine. Yeah. They were treating him like he was like a seven-year-old. Yeah. And I thought it was odd. Right. Though yeah. I was like, how old is this guy supposed to be? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And and to be th that young and assessing broken bones and everything. Yeah, a little kid. <laughs> yeah. I understand the way that all this works. Because he's a, he's a junior lifeguard, so maybe he learned some of that stuff in oh, there. Okay. But, but, mm -hmm. but in this, you're like, yeah, you're like, okay, he's reading this story about Ghost in the Closet. And we hear Mitch read so much of the story. This is what I mentioned earlier. Is I was like, they are wasting time because it has nothing to do with the plot. Like, it weirdly it, is shown yeah. in the way that there was somehow, like, in a normal movie, this would be a thing where Mitch is supposed to wait until Hobie goes to sleep, and then he's going to go help Lane. But instead, he falls asleep in the bed while he's reading the story, and he's not there to help Lane. That's how a normal plot would work. These two things are uh -huh. not related at all because he very clearly told no. Lane no, and Lane is just doing this thing on his own. So we keep cutting back to Mitch asleep, Hobie it's reading so the story, this whole thing, and it's like none of but it matters. The montage of the beach, you know, yeah. the old footage. Yeah. yeah. It's like they ran out of the, They're like trying to steal a hole. Yes. Like, we, we didn't get enough. I think so. For the show, so episode's about seven minutes too short. <laughs> I honestly, they probably at first they're like, how about we do another montage? And they're like, we have three, we can't possibly do four. So then they did this. <laughs> yeah, they did. This they read the, we got to feel the whole story. So we got time. Yeah. We got five minutes here. We got to feel. They tried, probably tried to put yeah. the whole book in. And then finally somebody was like, you can't, you can't put the whole book. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could put half of it. <laughs> uh, so then we cut to Transicon and uh, Brody is using his pass to get by. And then Jeff enters and then gives him cutters to get through the fence. And I don't trust this guy already. Like, I knew that this was, I was right. like, yeah. But I was like, why didn't you give him the bolt cutters in the car? Like, he, he said, all of your gear's in the trunk. And he's like, but I won't give you the thing to cut through the fence until after you're inside. And then the guy uses the passcode to get in. And then he pulls the file out, gives it 
to Jeff, and as he's looking through it, Jeff knocks him out. <laughs> Just like pulls if, that big, big old thing out of his. Yeah, and in yeah. you know you would think <laughs> that like if this guy was not a whistleblower, which we know he's not, then this whole thing could have been avoided by just nothing happening, right? Because it wasn't like... It's weird. Brody got too close to this. This guy reached out to him, pulled him in. They brought him in. Yeah, and then attacked him. (laughs) It made no sense. The one thing they say later is that they they staged this explosion... To dump Even all this then. stuff to carry it, cover up the pesticide. <laughs> but that's nuts. That's like saying like the Exxon uh, oil spill was it was done purposely to cover up a bigger another. another yeah, did. that was wrong. Yeah, it's like it's still an issue. It's still bad. Even if they're not at fault, people would be like, "Wait, you had these toxic chemicals and they were able to spill it." People would still be angry at trans. Absolutely, without a doubt. Uh, yeah. So then uh, <laughs> we cut back. And Mitch is asleep now, and Hobie's reading the story <laughs> out loud. So, so many we get more of, of that. So many shots of this, and then we got Lane being it, it dragged. Was, it was the worst um, uh, example of like it, it cut back from this scene, cut back to this one, you know, back and forth because it it was so uninteresting and had nothing yeah. to do with the plot. It was like stop showing us this scene of oh, and now now Mitch is falling asleep, and now Hobie looks at him and smiles, especially and, you know, since we'll they're not the related. Action. Especially since not they're related, not related at all. <laughs> <laughs> If there was some connective tissue, Hobie it would be more to go forgivable. To yeah, yeah, Hobie finally goes to sleep. <laughs> so then uh, we see uh, Jeff set a bomb on the pipes, and then Brody wakes up and sees the bomb, and then the bomb goes off right next to Brody, and he goes flying. And we see waste. Cool I yeah, like that. it was pretty cool. Uh, we see waste go everywhere, so this is uh, bad news. Then yeah. Thorpe... Uh, shows up at Mitch's house at night in the middle of the night and says there's been an accident at Transicon and 100,000 gallons of waste into the water. They've got to close the beaches from Palos Verdes to Point Dune. Okay. So I looked um, this up. This is 43 miles worth of beach. Okay. This is, this is catastrophic. Miles. So they're trying to say that this <laughs> catastrophic oil spill or whatever it was that they spilled, these chemicals, is better for this company than covering up this one little area which is itself bad, but it's like, that's why I'm like, what? What is this plan? I guess diverting attention, right? So it's like, oh, these eco-terrorists. Right, and yeah. Th- this would be all over the news, though. This would be like, oh, no, big spill. This yeah. Is yeah, this, is, this would be really bad. Uh, <laughs> so then Mitch is like, all right, let's go close the beaches. And then Thorpe's like, oh, no, we already, we're already doing it with the Coast Guard. So I guess I didn't need to show up at your house to bother you. But I did want to let you know <laughs> that your friend is being implicated in this he's in a coma and he's yeah. fighting for his life uh, this show loves comas everyone is they in do. a coma yeah, all the time <laughs> every time something happens they're in a coma and so yeah mitch goes down uh to the beach <laughs> or to the beach he goes down to the hospital to the, or the hospital yeah. yeah and he just walks right into his room right into his room like i said lane no is not handcuffed like said, yeah. no police he's alone nope. and so mitch starts talking to him and he's like uh he tries to talk to me he's like you gotta fight this <laughs> he's like you gotta come out of this we need you <laughs> he says he says the funniest line to me that i've ever seen anyone say to someone in a coma on a show or whatever he says lane 
if you talk to me, I can help you. <laughs> As if it's like, <laughs> come on, man. You got to talk, talk to, to me, me. man. <laughs> <laughs> Forget this coma bullshit. Talk to me. And then, of course, Mitch says, uh, they're going to nail these guys. And then we do a closing the beach montage. That's our montage number three. And we see this random guy that we don't find out until the end of the episode is the like CEO of Transicon. And he's just there. Yeah. And I was like, is this the mayor? Is this somebody? Because there's a lot of like interviews with him and him talking, but it's silent. So we don't know what's going on. And I was like, boy, they're really focusing on this guy a lot. But he hasn't been introduced yet. And won't be introduced right. until the very end, but that is the CEO of Transicon. Uh, we've got Mitch yeah. hammering signs in. We see the explosion <laughs> again as the music kicks into high gear. <laughs> I can see the fire in your heart. <laughs> that's yeah, that's the song. The music was so cheesy. Yeah. Oh, oh, Aaron, I, we say this in almost every episode. Our, our listeners are probably tired of hearing this, but I love explaining it to guests that <laughs> Amazon did not have the rights to the music for the original run for the Amazon Prime remaster. So they recorded 300 new songs for this. So all of these were recorded what? in like 2018. These were written and recorded in like two years ago. They sound like they were recorded back then. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Wow. Yeah. I mean, some, somebody, some producer said, we got to make it sound old. Yeah. The music you know, yeah. It's coming from that time. And extremely thematically appropriate. They're always like, like spot on, like right on the nose. This is what the characters are dealing with at this moment. That's what the song is about. Right. <laughs> also, um, I did find it funny that this montage, it seemed like someone just got like new video editing software or something. Because it had a lot of those like, where it switches to like, uh, I don't even know what you call that. Those like kind of colors, inverted colors. Tessellated and, stuff like that. and yeah. And like, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Baywatch loves those like editing effects that they, they smear all over them, but this one had a right. lot and it was switching back and forth between them. Um, so then, uh, we also have a lot of focus on, I don't know if you noticed this, but we've got a lot of focus on lifeguards that we've never seen before in this montage, oh, yeah, like guys watching and patrolling the beach, never seen them before. Yeah. Um, so then we got Shawnee taking calls on this switchboard and being like, I don't know when the beach is going to be open. <laughs> It's funny. I didn't even know you could call the beach essentially. And what are these people like calling for? Are they like, ah, hi, I would like to know your hours for the day. What time does the beach close? Is that like right. what these calls are? I don't, what, and, what are the, and, do we have a number we can call? And my understanding, and I'm sure this is probably something that was real, but my understanding of a, of a switchboard back then was like the operator would connect you to someone else. Like they would, you would call right. in and the operator would be like, who do you want to connect? And then she'd move the thing along but I didn't realize it was a thing where you could just switch between all the lines and it's just like a phone line. Um, maybe yeah. it is, but it seems it's just like the, ass, the technology exists for them to just switch to like six phone lines on a, on a little phone that you pick up. <laughs> right. Um, I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, that looked like an old patch bay. Like yeah. Recording studio patch bay. Yeah. So then uh, Thorpe and Mitch are talking about Transicon and uh, Ben is fully not on Lane's side. He's like, he's like, he did it. I believe he did it. Yeah. <laughs> he just like, no, no faith whatsoever. He just immediately was like, it's he funny. blew this place up. He had explosives. We know he's done it before. <laughs> and Mitch is like, he went there to bust these guys. There's no way he'd intentionally create a toxic <laughs> spill. 
He's going to bust them. He was there to expose them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way that Transicon is going to blow up its own plant. That's what it was funny to watch that scene get heated. Them trying to be heated at each other. Yes. Was, <laughs> yeah. Man. And then Thorpe says, well, yeah, Lane was trained in explosives because he was in the military for a while. But there's no ex- evidence to suggest a setup. So they don't know. And then Shawnee enters, and we find out that the substance found in the lagoon was a pesticide called AZ-47. Uh, not AK-47, <laughs> the gun, right. but AZ-47. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's banned in this country and hasn't been produced in 15 years. So, ah. yeah. So then Mitch gets a call, and Lane is out of the coma. Ben and Thorpe look at each other like, oh, well. And then when they enter, this is the, the scene with the nurse who's like, I love this scene. Your friend is a very lucky man. He's with his priest right now. He's like, his priest. <laughs> he's not Catholic. And then the nurse goes, he's not? Yeah. Not? <laughs> She's That's so not shocked. <laughs> and then we enter the door, and there's this amazing scene of this priest smothering him with a pillow. Mitch throws him off and fights the guy. He throws him into a wall and knocks him out. And then Lane wakes up and he says, Playa del Sol, Transicon. Playa del Sol. <laughs> and then I wrote down, they just leave the assassin there in the bed next to yeah, him. They just left him there. Yeah, bye. Oh, okay. We, we, we got what we needed, our information. Go ahead. Yeah, you, yeah. Down yeah, you can kill him. We got what we needed. <laughs> <laughs> we're all good here. Yeah, we're all good. I- also, I did find it funny because Mitch uh, has this very dramatic fight with the priest. The whole time, like, Shani walks in kind of calmly and just removes the pillow. Like, yeah. No big deal. And then just kind of, like, checks. Like, yeah. It was too She's calm. not concerned about this yeah. massive fight. Yeah, too calm. It was like, way too calm for what just happened. He's like, oh, okay. I'll yeah. just pull this pillow off now. Yeah. The nurse comes in like, oh, fight. Okay. Well, yeah. let's go now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I th- I'm glad the three also, of us are be- safe. Let's go. Yeah, it would also be helpful for there to be a police officer there, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, why not? Security. Yeah, yeah. Nurse, we'd like, oh my god, security, security. But nope, it's like it's cool. Uh, the security there, guards go. in this episode are the bad guys, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> they got a lot of bad security guards, uh, who apparently, when they're driving a boat, if that if anyone goes onto land, oh, they they are they they're are done. just they like can't. they're done. We're out of the chase. <laughs> it's like we can't, let's get out of here. Go on land. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. So then. Uh. The nurse, oh no, so then uh, Mitch is researching Playa del Sol, and then he says, Garner called and says the priest isn't cooperating with the police, so, uh, which never really comes back, but, <laughs> and the area around the lagoon used to be called Playa no. del Sol. Before... <laughs> it was like, we didn't even need that information. Yeah, we didn't need it at all. Uh, the, the area around the lagoon used to be called Playa yeah. del Sol before they built those million dollar homes. And uh, it was a landfill. And then the nurse calls and says there was a code. So that was weird, right? Uh, what the like? There's it's a landfill before. Yeah. So they built million dollar homes on a landfill. They what? must have. Yeah, right? I guess maybe they like were like, let's turn it into a lagoon and then let's build homes around it. I guess that that all seems odd yeah. to me because the landfill, the trash is still there, right? Yeah. Because I think I know where that, I think that's Marina Del Rey, right? Mm. I think that's like a, that area in Marina Del Rey that's, that's like, you know, when you, when you get off the 90 at 
Lincoln and you can take it into Marina Del Rey. Um, but yeah, it is weird to build million dollar homes on a landfill, but you know, yeah, California. Uh, so then we've got this code from Brody has something to do with Transcon and, uh, Mitch didn't tell the police that. And Shawnee's like, you better not be conducting this investigation on your own. She wants to go too. And then we get this amazing, like speech from Shawnee where she's like, I'm really sick, getting sick and tired of companies jumping their crap in my water, and I want to take it back. Kind of a Greta Thunberg before her time, huh? Yeah. <laughs> right? She's, she's pissed. Um, even though we have no mention before yeah. of, this is the first time this has come up on Baywatch, I think. The first time there's been a, a pollutants in the bay this, plot line. Yeah. But she's sick and tired of it. The closest we got was when Shawnee, when Shawnee was like, uh, she was trying to save that one seal that I think, I can't remember what the problem was. Oh, it had, a, one, it had a, a net. It was a, a net that was digging oh, yeah. into so it. So there was like yeah. a net. So it was like fishermen or something I think had gotten. Maybe? Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Huh. Anyway. So uh, they decide to do this together. So they, they approach Transicon dressed in black. And Mitch spends a long time cutting the fence again. I don't know if you noticed this. We see every single thing that he cuts. He's like, yeah. one, two. I'm like, let's either yeah. like make this take a minute and a half. And then they climb through and they go in through the loading bay. And then a security guard enters and they were hiding in the men's room. And then Mitch uses the code that Lane called. That was the security code to get in to the room. Yeah, which makes no sense because Lane was never given the code. The guy just punched. The guy it just in punched it in. Yeah. The time. <laughs> but <laughs> so then uh, a security guard hears the noise and instead of confronting them, runs off to tell someone. And then we get the CEO come in and he heads them off uh, with the security guard and oh, uh, the guns. Yeah. Real quick, I it also I got the impression that they took like two hours going through those files, right? Because like when they first go in, they're like, "He's like, you check those ones, and I'll check these ones." And then it was like a, a kind of fade out, fade back in, like as if a lot of time. Oh, did it do that? I thought and Mitch they were found in like, it in like one second. <laughs> no, it took it took a while. So. That they've been yeah. there for a long time searching yes. for this. <laughs> yeah, this and one file and. All like every all of the activity surrounding Transicon, especially the indoor shots, is all in this one little area. And the security guard walks past like five or six times, yet they're making a ton of noise in there, yet he doesn't <laughs> yeah. hear it until the end when they finally find the file. I also uh, found out funnier that that security guard, like he ran off, but then he sent like a different security guard and the yes. CEO to go check it out. He's like, yeah, I, I'm not gonna go check back. it out. You guys Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. He like, ran over there and told him and said, Hey, this is going on over there, but I'm scared shitless. He so comes back eventually, yeah. right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. He might have been one of the ones. He's one of the guys them. shooting sure at them. That. Yeah. Okay. Chasing okay. after oh, them. Oh, right, right. Yeah, but yeah. but yeah, he definitely doesn't come back in this part. And so Shawnee tells the CEO that we know you tried to kill Lane Brody and that fifteen years ago you buried AZ forty seven in Playa del Sol. Then you cost the spill to save your company millions of dollars in lawsuits. And he says, you're too clever. Too clever for your own good. And then Shani pulls the fire alarm and Mitch just punches both of them out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just two shots. He, he just also like, kicks away the boom, gun. Boom. Kicks away the gun. Yeah. And so they block the door with some barrels and go running off through the That was fence. funny. 
that yeah. was funny that bought them they took a long time oh. to get those barrels over mm -hmm. i was like you guys could be way gone yeah. <laughs> it bought them like six seconds yeah <laughs> maybe that. i was gonna say so two fast. seconds yeah I barely did anything it was barely like, did anything Stupid Let's barrels here. I'll just squeeze around them. They stumble a little bit. There, I guess. Take a while. Oh, yeah. these things. This is gonna be a minute. <laughs> yeah. So then they climb on to the wave so runners uh, after the security guards are shooting at them, and then there's this boat chase, and it's like a it's like a the end of a Bond movie or something like that, where they're like racing yeah. and they're being chased, and then all of a sudden you hear this like the wave runners are approaching your position. And then this other boat joins the chase and it's going after them too. Uh, we've got these two chases. These guys are just, yeah, they're waiting, right? This whole time for just someone to go by like, are they there every night? Yeah, they like must be there. Like in case there's a chase, outfits, yeah. we'll be ready because yeah, there's no way that they yeah. should have just been waiting under this bridge. They're watching the water. That's their job. They're night watchmen. Uh, right. Yeah. You watch uh, the water just yeah. in case someone sneaks in here to grab a file. They must be thrilled too, like this. They finally have something to do. <laughs> finally, finally. Yeah. And so, yeah, they there's a long boat chase, another time filler where, uh, and and it's so funny how like we keep seeing the wave runners coming towards the camera, and it is so clearly not David Hasselhoff or Erica Leniak. Yeah. Uh, like not. For a second, do they even yeah. look? They yeah. didn't even get good body doubles. They just silhouette their faces, and you're like, they have completely different body types, <laughs> and they're wearing like right. really puffy padded stuff, like for safety reasons. But it just like makes them look so funny. <laughs> and uh, so then finally, when they get to the shore, Mitch and Shawnee go running off, and then the guys in the boat are like. Well, that's the end of our part of the chase. So well, that's all. Why they would just... they jump out of the boat? Yeah, why would they just jump out? They're on the shore. And catch yeah. them. They would they're catch like, them. It was like, like, we don't touch maybe... land. That's not, that's not our department. That's someone else. Right. Yeah. You know what? I have a theory. Maybe they've been on this job so many years without any action that they're basically like rooted into the boat. Like atrophy people now. Or they, yeah, they, they have yeah, no, exactly. their muscles. Their muscles like haven't can't. been used. <laughs> We've been sitting on this boat we for. We can't walk like that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> that we actually like can't survive on dry land we've we've evolved to develop gills <laughs> you step you step out of the boat we die exactly yeah and so uh then shawnee uh we cut to uh baywatch headquarters and shawnee is wheeling lane around and then mitch jumps out and gives him a surprise party he says congratulations the head of transagon has been indicted for murder <laughs> <laughs> they're like, yeah, they're so Yay. excited. <laughs> These guys have been indicted. I, it's it's also it's like a surprise get well soon yes. party, which seems dangerous to me. Like if someone's sick, don't don't surprise them with the party. Give them a heart attack, give them a shock or something, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, and then and but it's like yeah, it's like get well, but also congratulations on the murder charges that have been filed. <laughs> it's yeah. such a funny thing to celebrate. Also, it is so funny. Also, Shani is like. And the EPA is filing separate charges. You know, Lane was just like, whatever. Yeah, whatever. I hate the EPA. <laughs> Bureaucrats. <laughs> yeah. So then he asked where they got the wave runners. Now, we know that Baywatch has wave runners now. They've had them for a right. few episodes. But instead, these are Ben's private wave runners. <laughs> He's like, they're mine. Welcome home, Lane. So now Ben has come around. And <laughs> was wow. Like, yeah. 
I I decided to help, and then they offer Ben some cake, and he says, don't mind if I do. And so then we cut to the beach, and Hobie and Mitch have their surfboards. Hobie says he wants to go out, but it feels strange, not like it used to be. And Mitch says, the water's safe. We tested it a hundred times. It's not getting any cleaner. It's uh, so as good as it's going to get, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And then... Um. Yeah, and then this is when Hobie asked Mitch if they had to worry about that when he was a kid. And Mitch says, nope, we didn't have to worry about it. We always took for granted that the water would stay blue and clear. You should have worried about it. You should have, absolutely. <laughs> and Hobie says, well, Mitch's it's still generation's a, false. Yep, still a beautiful thing. And then... They go run and dive in. They go running. What are we waiting for? And they go running into the water. <laughs> and uh, that's the end of the episode. That was a pretty cheese ending too. <laughs> they they have ended was, yeah. with that almost that exact shot for shot scene like six, six times. <laughs> really, Hobie they and Mitch it. on the beach yeah. and then running, running as fast the as they beach. can into the water. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that was season two, episode twenty, the big spill. Uh, so now we've got some awards that we give out every episode. Uh, so our first is our. Hofsker, which is our best actor of the episode, so each of us will say our pick for the best actor of the episode. Mm. Uh, oh god. Um, okay, uh I got one. Okay. I'm gonna go with um the nurse. Just because <laughs> I love that scene so much. The nurse. <laughs> yeah, the nurse. Everything about it was just fantastic in my opinion. Did just you? love the oh, he's in there with his priest. What? He's not? <laughs> Very fun. I, I think I'm biased just because I like that scene so much. But Oh, it was. It was I'm wild. Pick, so when Hasselhoff gets heated and, and says he went there to, to expose them, not the, the yeah. guy he's arguing with, who the older guy. Yeah, oh, ben, ben. Yeah. Right? Yeah, Ben. ben. I'm going to go with Ben. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> Uh, ben is actually the only actor on this show. He was nominated for an Academy Award in 1971. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I thought his acting was the best out of all of them. <laughs> he really, sure. yeah, he really put his foot down this episode and was came out hard against uh, Greenpeace, yeah. Green Force, etc. In real life? Yeah. No, just in this episode. <laughs> Maybe. <don't> okay. <laughs> Maybe that was it. Maybe yeah, he had man. a different... Uh, thing written for his character. He's like, he I'm told not him to rewrite it. Write me new. Like, <laughs> I'm fighting this guy the whole I time. I don't deal with this shit. <laughs> they can borrow my wave runners at the end. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, my I'm gonna give it to Mitch. Uh, I okay. I I'll give it to Mitch this episode. Uh, I loved that same scene where he's like. He was gonna bust these guys. He he would never blow up this plant. <laughs> yeah. And I right. loved Mitch had two scenes of punching people out, uh, which was the, the priest and then <laughs> the good. one two punch that knocked those two people down. Thought that was great. So that's my the, pick. Uh, they're both good action scenes for sure. Yeah. And the yeah. priest one was uh, pretty good. Yeah, he like stunt, threw him into a wall. Looked like, pretty punch. real, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good stunt double because it looked, they had, that, they had that same funky hairdo. Yeah. Wavy hairdo. Yeah. <laughs> That pre-scene feels like something out of like the Naked Gun, doesn't it? Like, yes, yeah. very much. It, it does. looked dead on like a Naked Gun. Yeah, so, where they were trying to. I think, I think so, they're yeah. trying to kill OJ Simpson with, the with a pillow. Gloves and he's screwing the silencer in. Scattered pictures. Yeah. <laughs> the way we were. Could it be something? Yeah. Ah! <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> That's what it reminded me of. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, because it th- yeah, I think there's a scene in the beginning of the first one where they, where he's trying to smother O.J. Simpson with a pillow, and then uh, yes. he's fighting him off, and then his bed keeps collapsing in on itself, and then he's getting, like all sorts of that's, that's right. what this scene he's reminded me. Yeah, yeah, totally amazing. Uh, O.J. got vaccinated, guys. Um, Just <laughs> I know. <laughs> last week. Anyway, uh, okay. <laughs> so our Jillsies. Okay, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is our worst actor of the episode. The worst actor? Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna have to say the priest. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't buy he was a priest at all. Yeah, is he a priest or is he just fake? I think uh, he's fake. Did, he, did he have any lines? Did he say anything? No, he did not. I, I honestly so. at first tried to go back and watch to see if it was Jeff because I thought maybe they would send Jeff to finish the job. Mm-hmm. who was the whistleblower, but no, it was just no. a random. So we can't. Uh, priest I can't assassin. Maybe he, no. I mean, he could have just been a featured extra. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. I can't pick him. Let's see. Uh, uh, I'm gonna say Jeff. I think Jeff was my my worst. I didn't buy him for a Jeff, second. Jeff, the guy that got blown up with the bandages on his face in the hospital bed. No, no. Uh, Jeff is the whistleblower, the fake whistleblower. Oh, the fake uh, whistleblower. Yeah. The guy that clubs him. The guy that clubs him. With yeah, it, yeah. I'm gonna... There was that scene where they talked in the car when he first met him, and he was just right. like, "Listen, you're a computer technician. Your gear is in the trunk." And I was just like, it was like a flat affect, no, no yeah. emotion to it. it no, was like very no emotion, no yeah. monotone, and. Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with yeah. you there. I, I'm gonna have to vote for that. Same. Nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna make it unanimous. I think Jeff, that's the winner. <laughs> yes. For sure. Like who who Poor casted Jeff. that guy? Who I know. pushed him forward in casting and who's what producer or director sat there and watched the tape the, the, was like, the, that's our guy. That's that's it. That's <laughs> our guy. <laughs> I, I think half, to read second callback and they watch him like, yeah, that's it. I truly think <laughs> half it. of these decisions are then just being like, I don't fucking care. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what happened. I guarantee you. They're like, right. I don't fucking care. It's a small yeah. part. Just throw them the fucking. Yeah, just put them in. I got a lot of paperwork yeah. to do here. Yeah. Man. I deal with this other stuff. <laughs> if we cast this guy, it's lunchtime. If not, we got to watch four more hours of these. Right. Auditions. Someone says, I got chimichangas. They're fresh. All right. <laughs> yes. He's got it. Bye. That's Let's our guy. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right. So best montage. We've got three to pick from. We have uh, beach. We have go kart, and then we have closing the beach. Um, Dang. I think I'm gonna go with go kart. Um, okay. Yeah, it was the only one that had like real stuff going on. Uh, I think I think you know obviously second I think would be closing the beach because the first one felt very throwaway to me, but this go-karting montage i was like it made me nostalgic for go-karts i used to love go-karts when i was a kid. oh okay yeah i used to do go-karts too yeah yeah i'm gonna go with the beach the first one uh first one? or, or, or closing the, the, beach. the third one yeah, were they closing? closing the beach closing the beach got it yeah yeah that one's um, good too they yeah i don't know they, they were all okay but i didn't like love any of them I think I'll go with um, the same way Aaron did the third one, closing the beach, just for the fun colors that they did, like changing everything. Yeah, yeah it's pretty fun. Well, whoever that guy got a an editing kit and he put it to use. <laughs> 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 a new oh. editor or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so okay, and then our final award of the episode is uh, we rate the episode on a scale of one to six Hasselhoffs, uh, one being bad, the worst. 
Uh, you can also give zero if you want, and six being six being great. Oh wow! Mm. I'm gonna have to give it a two. <laughs> <laughs> is this uh, a Pamela Anderson related rating? Yeah, yeah. You it... took the you took points okay, off. Fair enough. <laughs> it is it, immediately there was there was no Donna Diarco, so I'm like, right. oh man. <laughs> yeah. No Yasmin Belief. Well, we'll have to yeah. we have to bring you back for a for a Pam Pam episode. A, a Pam. You gotta come back episode. for a Pam episode. Because <laughs> she's in it. She'll be in it for how many seasons is she in? Is she in the, rest in of the for run? like three seasons or something? Oh, okay, so not forever. Yeah. So I, I mean I don't know exactly three or four or something like that. Yeah. Okay. So there's chances. Um, yes. I'm gonna give this episode. I'm gonna give it a three point five. Uh, it okay. certainly is not. It's not the worst episode. It's not the best episode. Um, you know, I enjoyed my time as I <laughs> normally enjoy my time with Baywatch, but <laughs> certainly didn't like do anything special for me. Yeah, it didn't do anything special for me either. I mean, yeah. If I was going to rate it the old school way, I'd probably give it the finger. But <laughs> <laughs> so one star, one one star. Yeah. Two, one finger the, rating. Two thumbs up, one thumb up, one thumb down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what yeah. was that old TV? <laughs> Cisco and Ebert. Yeah. Cisco and Ebert. <laughs> oh yeah. Um. Okay. Maybe controversial rating, but I'm going to give it four. Four uh, pass offs. Uh, and I already said why, but I I love that scene so much. The Catholic priest was so stupid. That one is really man, good. It. Yeah. It's yeah. like it's, and I think they had fun with it. Like he's like, yeah. I'll go three point seven five. I'm going to bump mine up. A okay quarter enough. of a point for that scene in particular that was a great scene um i love that. when baywatch yeah. does something which shows like they have a little bit of awareness of the fun of it like they often like take right. themselves to, way too seriously which is part of what makes like it good schlocky tv in the sense that like they aren't trying to purposefully be bad but when something like this happens you're like this is this is wacky and it's out of a completely different genre and it really works when they do that and I wish they would do that just a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe they will in future maybe they seasons. Will. It'll get better. Maybe they will take my note. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. Well, Aaron, it was amazing having you. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having me. It's been great. Yeah, thanks, Aaron. Yeah. And is there anything that you'd like uh, to to plug? Anything that you'd like to or? Um, we have a new album. No Effects has a new album. Yeah, a, awesome. A new video up right now on Spin on the website. So, yeah, go check it out. Cool. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, go check it out. Uh, well, thanks again for being here. As we said, it was it was a blast yeah, having you. you. Uh, and would love to have you back for a Pamela Anderson Absolutely. <laughs> episode in the future. Yeah, thanks for yes. having me. Absolutely. And uh, we'll be back next week with an all-new episode of Baywatch Watch. And until then, stay, stay wet. wet. <laughs> <laughs> the waves are crashing. Thanks for listening to Baywatch Watch. We'll be back next week with an all-new episode. If you're just joining us, please subscribe to Baywatch Watch on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And please leave us a review on the Apple Music Store. It really helps us out. Thanks, and until next time, stay wet.